Season 3, Episode 1 of The Crown, and we're back. Stay tuned right here on AfterBuzz TV tonight. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV. Welcome, everybody, to your new favorite after show on Thursday night, The Crown After Show. I'm your host, Sahai Wilson, and tonight we are going to talk about what has happened in the two years since this show has been gone. But first, let me introduce you to my illustrious panel. We have Tehran. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't do a good British accent. Uh, well, you're, you're doing okay. You're our, our resident historian and expert, and you've been with us from the beginning, from season one. From the one. start, from season one. It's been the, the tag team duo where, yeah. uh, you know, the queen and king of the crown. Okay, we're, it's good to be back. You Hello. Got <laughs> and I'm your host, Sahai Wilson. I am a producer and host here at AfterBuzz TV and super excited about this after show. But first, let's get into some overall thoughts. What were your overall thoughts on tonight's episode? Well, actually, I'll tell you this, and, and I'm glad we we have Steph Sabra backing us up in the booth because she's yeah. always a valuable uh, trope of energy and information. So thank you so much, Steph, for being there. <laughs> when it comes to The Crown Season 3, I went in with mixed expectations. And I have to say that there's a problem that happens when you do something so well that no matter how good Season 3 came out, with different characters, it felt like different energy. I was not as enamored by Olivia and uh, all the new actors that were on the scene simply because Claire Foy and that crew did such a magnificent job. I was used to visually looking at them. Visually. Right. It reminded me of when they switched Aunt Viv in the (laughs) middle of a season. Yeah. And it took us a little time to warm up to the newer Aunt Viv, it just takes a little bit of time. It's a different energy. It's a different feel. We, of course, are coming back in with the queen being older. Definitely. And that's why we have to get used to them because, I mean, time has passed. We had so much time with the previous cast. We had two seasons with them. So now this is a new crew, but I think we're going to grow to love them and, and, and really respect them. And especially we have to see understand that, you know, the reason that the cast changed is because time has passed and the queen and her but her so much time has passed on, on the show where I felt like they could have just brought the old cast back and no, they would have been but older their faces change and, that's, and speaking of faces changes that's how we open up um, we see that the queen ha- now has her face on a stamp and the image from the old queen the her you know, when she first started, has changed so much. And she's feeling a way as a woman, like, okay, everybody has to look at me now as this older aging person. Old bat. She calls herself an old bat. Right, exactly. Even the the, the corgi was like, hmm? Oh, oh, well, they were trying to word it very carefully, using the these terms that meant older without saying the word older. Right. What do you think has changed from this episode? What did you see? What major changes did you see from season two to season three, like as far as the way they're treating Elizabeth? I feel like Elizabeth is coming to her own. Mm-hmm. She's clearly uh, mature. And more well adjusted to her role in the crown. Yeah, uh, I remember before where there was a bit of resistance with her position. She was always questioning it. However, we see three three major changes, at least in this uh, premiere episode. First, she's more wise. Yeah. She is just more in the know of what's going on. More, but at aware. the same time, still 
not knowing s- certain things because here it is we have a whole spy in Buckingham Palace and oh, she well, didn't no know. no one knew. Yeah, MI5 True. didn't even know. But she also, and that's she, their job. When she referenced the artwork, like her not knowing much about art. Sure. She, but she know. was more comfortable with not knowing. And she, there was she's a time, able to admit that Exactly. There was a time where she would not have been comfortable not not knowing something. Now she was just comfortable. She was it, it was she was just older, wiser, more mature. Secondly, her relationship with her husband was much more secure. There was not the petty bickering that we saw of old. We saw a much more secure. They were actually a bit loving. Yeah, I think he's secure in his position. He he kind of had to understand. Okay, this is the role that I have to play now, and and he's he's it's, it's working for him. It's interesting the husbands in this episode because we also saw Princess Margaret's husband Tony. Tony, he is, is back. yeah, he's back with a vengeance on a Michael motorcycle. Fassbender's <laughs> doppelganger, <laughs> played by um, Anthony. His, he's played by Ben Daniels. He replaced Matthew Good. So. Anthony Armstrong Jones is living his own separate life here. Margaret is trying to figure out where her man is all the time. And he's just, you know, doing his own thing. So it's it's, it's interesting how their relationship has changed a lot as well. Well, we kind of knew about his bisexual escapades and his <laughs> he was always on his own. He was very bohemian in nature. Right. And there was always a question on if he had engaged to Margaret because of her position and who she was as opposed to who she is. Right. And there was a lot of that. What we do see is that Margaret is more more worried about her husband than she was before where she has become, she's taken up that role that we saw Elizabeth have previously. Right. Where that question on how am I treating him? Why is he not home? Why is he never here? It, w- it was a yeah. huge role reversal. Definitely. Also, we'll have some news and gossip for you guys and some predictions like we also do. But also hit us in the comments. What have you guys been up to since The Crown has been off the air? And are you excited to see that it's back? Um, continuing with the episode, we also saw a new prime minister. Churchill dies. Churchill dies, but we've gone through several prime ministers since Churchill. Right. So coming off of Macmillan's death, uh, there's actually a prime minister in between that they did not really make mention of. There's this guy, I believe his name is uh, Douglas Home. Okay. Anyway, he was he was prime minister for less than a year. He was the Gerald Ford of, of Macmillan. Macmillan dies all of a sudden, he gets promoted, and then he goes into foreign ministry afterwards, which there was always a, a question originally why he was into that. Okay. And then he went back into that. So then we get the rise of Harold Wilson. Wilson, who mm-hmm. is this this new party, the Labour Party, who we know takes over pretty much for the rest of that 21st century, right. where Harold uh, uh, where Harold Wilson is that first one to come up. This is the party of the people, as they put it. Right, and he made that clear to Elizabeth. He was like, "I know that you would have preferred someone more of your social class sure. but here. The people like elected Churchill. me, right? So you here, the people elected me. You got you kind of got to take it. And um, I think we'll see some changes in their relationship. So I'm looking forward to that. We also saw that, um, as I mentioned before, we have a spy in Buckingham Palace. And that whole scenario, Elizabeth was throwing shade at him when she had to give him his speech. And the dynamic between him and Prince Philip, that was really interesting, yeah, too. The Anthony Blunt. Well, that... that- Scandal. It reminded me of the Performa scandal, mm-hmm. which is the sex scandal, the British uh, politician sex scandal. Right. Even even in the song, uh, we didn't start the fire. Mm-hmm. It's mentioned. It's one of those things where it's like the British politician scandal. It was actually a big, big player in 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 certain things such as uh, the growth of the the 
black power movement in in the UK because of these photos that had come out and people wanting to break in and get the photos and whoever had these photos basically controlled a lot. Right. It was a big sex scandal and apparently Prince Philip was involved at least allegedly according to this. And even according to the show I think that's one thing about these historical dramas we'll see some things historical elements altered for the purpose of the show but then we as the public can you know just research and find out what really happened and that's the beauty of it i think what i loved is that the show continues to remain the acting remains amazing the cinematography remains amazing and the cast remains like and the writing remains like so strong and that's what keeps people coming back the cinematography was exactly the same from what i could tell Mm -hmm. so we had the same filter color schematic and the same angles. However, I believe that they shot the queen from a slightly different angle in this one. Hmm. Where before it was possibly slightly more above, and this one was a, a tad bit below, where she had more of a quality, which is why she seemed a little larger, I feel. Larger than larger, life? Or larger, larger in, in, not physically. in stature, larger as in in, in her power. Oh, because I was like, you can't be commenting Just on slightly. the queen's weight now. She's a Oh, woman. I can. <laughs> I'm, I'm, listen, I'm part of the revolution over here. We're in the United States. I can comment on the queen no matter I what I want. with you. So good to have you back. So we also saw that... Um, um, you know, with the spy, he turns himself in and admits to what he did. For sure. me, that was the highlight of this episode. Now, I always go into the show as a viewer. Like, I'm watching the episode with fresh eyes. You have a bit more of a historical context. So this was, I wasn't familiar with this story. Was this a story you were Sir Anthony with? Black, interesting, interestingly enough, this was a story that broke later. So it was something that came to light in the late 80s going into the 90s and became part of historical knowledge. Got However, it. at the time, I believe this was kept heavily under wraps, which is why he did not leave service at Buckingham Palace, even though he was confirmed to be a KGB spy until 1972. Literally a spy living amongst them. So can you imagine how uncomfortable... In his younger days, he was a spy and then turned... And by spy, he had turned over several... And according to the show, it's 2,000 documents documents or so right. over to the KGB uh, because of this. There was a time where socialism was on the rise in in London and right. in, in the UK the way it was in the United States. Right. So the same around the same time, McCarthyism became a big deal where everyone was being out, ousted as a communist. In the UK, it was a very similar feel. And there was an outbreak of socialism or communism, extremism right. from Cambridge. And there was this fear, this element of fear that everyone had, but we see that he even, his work that we, when you think of a spy, you always think that they're working against you, but in this case uh, Sir Anthony Blunt was actually helping some of the royal family, like when he helped prevent that scandal with, with the photographs, as he mentioned, like hey, uh, Philip, don't, don't threaten me. Because I got some stuff on you, Sure, too. but did he de- do that out of a selfless need to help the crown? Or did he do that because he knew that he needed his his ace in the hole in case? And it came in I, very I, handy. I think we'll never know. But in my opinion, I think maybe, you know, his respect, maybe his respect for the queen prevented him from doing that. Like, like he seems to have this disdain for Philip. But maybe his respect for the queen and knowing how it would affect her maybe prevented him from doing it. Like like you said, he, he was looking at all angles. But I hope there's somebody in that house looking out for her and 
at the end of the day. I, I don't think so. I think the integrity factor was already broken when he was a spy, and that this was just a get-out-of-jail-free card, which he used effectively. And had he had some type of remorse for his actions, he could have gracefully bowed out and retired. Philip suggested, why don't you crawl into a hole? Just go away. Right. He did not do that. He stayed in service until 1972, fulfilling his retirement and then retired on his own terms. He was like, give me my benefits. I'm exactly. going to get all my but he would have, And he got full immunity, of course, right. for his role. And he, he gave MI5 all the knowledge that he had. He basically recused himself. However, the concept of the situation is, had it been something where he felt some type of remorse or, or some psychological guilt for his, his and wanted to atone for his actions, he would have left his position in his post, which he should have done. But he did not. He was steadfast and strong. And like he was like, and I love that part where Elizabeth, Elizabeth is trying to, you know, throw shade at him. Like, you know, you're you're basically a two-faced person. And he's like, no, I'm actually the same person with just two different sides. Sure. And that was over the Rembrandt painting, uh, an old uh, costume on a military, old, old man in military costume. Right. Rembrandt's old man in military yeah, costume. Yeah. And so to see her, she was, you know, really speaking up for herself in, in the only way that she could because there was nothing that they could do. The decision had been made to keep him in his position. And they use paintings twice, actually. If you remember, while he's giving his... his he's giving a speech on Karachi's... Um, What's the painting called? An Allegory of Truth and Time. Mm-hmm. That's a very like famous Karachi painting. He's giving that because there's uh, there's a metaphor for truth, time, right. deceit, and he says truth will out, which is uh, a very important colloquial use of this this phrase on the show, which right. because the truth did out him. And then you guys remember when there was that painting of, I think, Winston Churchill back in um, season two with that, that we ended up yes. seeing played a big role. So they oft- often use artwork to, you know, move the story forward. Let's talk a little bit more about Princess Margaret and, and Tony and this relationship here. I, I just want to go back to that a little bit because I feel like we're going to see more of her, and she's played by the amazing Helena Bonham Carter, which I'm super excited about. I was watching some information about the show, and it said she didn't even want to do the show. She, was, <laughs> she seems like the type who doesn't want to do any show, just I, so that you know. <laughs> she seems like she, she didn't even want to be married to Tim Burton. They lived in separate houses next you know, door to each I other, mean, which, by the way, is my ideal situation. I'm hint, sure hint, it is. Steph, I, look, I think that's the only way to be able to handle this guy. You guys, you guys in the comments know what I mean. So, but Helena Bonham Carter, you know, she's a she's a, a trained actor. She's a thespian. She's you know a film star. So I could see her thinking, okay, that's where she's not a trained actor. Actually, that's the whole concept of Helena Bonham Carter. What do you mean? She's an actor that just uh, did it on her own. But I mean, she she comes from movies. You know how some people think doing television is a step back. But if, as she said after you know watching the show and reading the script, that she realized that this was something that she wanted to be a part of. And and I thought she was going because she's more of a well known name and face. I was wondering if she was going to overshadow everyone else a little bit. But I like how she's she's playing it right now. What do you think we'll see from her? throughout the the rest of the season. Helena Bonham Carter is one of my favorite uh, thespians as far as it comes to the screen, simply Mm -hmm. because she brings this unpredictability to every single character. We've seen that highlighted from Fight Club down to Harry Potter. I mean, she is unapologetically her, and I appreciate that. And it also is reminiscent in attitude of who Princess Margaret was, at least to the the public, the unapologetic sovereign. Right. 
Um, we also see that uh, we'll see a little bit of Prince Charles coming up. And what I read was that this is the show has gotten renewed by Netflix for another two years. So we are going to see that relationship develop. And it was saying that we'll see him develop into someone who is basically his ascension means that his mother has to die. And can you imagine like grappling with that all the time? Or do you think he'll just be, it's just like, it is what it is. That's just my life. And that's how I live it. I mean, there's never a time where a mother dying is, that's my life. And this is how it is. But you never know. He could have, he could kind of hate her low key. You never know that for holding him back in a sense, you know, especially we'll also see um, from what I read, Camilla show up eventually. So what if Charles, you, you don't think that Charles kind of has a little love-hate relationship with his mom? I, I don't know. I, I just would not assume that as much as any any child could dislike or disdain their parent, there's always a certain connection. And it, it's, it can't be we'll easy to replace. I, I, I think in the show you'll also see that person and that character being tone, torn simply because the show is so true to nature and true to the actual story. So they do a great job of almost under-exaggerating certain key aspects. They do not overplay their hand when it comes to the characters, which is what is so beautiful about them because they are so subtle in nature. They are a true testament to the actual uh, people that they play. Yeah. Um, What do you think we're going to see from the Prime Minister, Mr. Harold Wilson? Yeah, Prime Minister Wilson. I think Harold Wilson, who is Prime Minister for about six years, is going to play a very different, prominent role than Winston Churchill. He is the opposite of Winston Churchill in almost every single way. Winston Churchill was a man of esteem, came from a notable family, went to all the best schools. Here we get Harold Wilson, who basically is a self-made person. You can even tell by the way he speaks. Even the way he speaks, he speaks in a different Cockney slang, Mm -hmm. even when he's addressing her everything is new to her he's a little and i wouldn't say intimidated he's intimidated not by the queen but by the rituals and customs that he's supposed to observe however he speaks to her in a very matter-of-fact tone which was kind of rude i thought he was a little bit rude and i think she also felt like hey who are you and she even thought he was a spy for a while and ended up like apologizing to him um so i think from what i understand we're going to see that relationship you know who he is he's the prime minister of the uk he's the person that was put there because the people want him and not because we are sticking to a dictatorship sovereign that has existed for thousands of years where you are basically just the largest landlord because you took. But he has to serve in her name. Sure, he does because of the way the government's set up and if it's in her best interest, she should probably show and understand that Harold Wilson could completely change the the monarchy in the uh, in the UK because the monarchy serves no purpose other than that it's a it's a face it is not right. a true purposeful but at this time you i think she still has that level of respect people are giving her it's the the, the relationship between the people and the crown is changing at this time sure. and that's what we're and seeing and that's why i like Harold Wilson he's matter of fact men lie women lie numbers don't lie he's <laughs> an economist he says what it is he says it how it is and that is very uh that is very reminiscent of more modern way of doing things and also how we see things change in, in America. That's how it started. And they, he even says that when she brings up, like, ask him about his, uh, how, what he thinks of art. And he's like, you know, it doesn't, I don't really have an opinion on art because it's not as matter of fact as numbers. Um, but I think he does have to, no matter what, he's the new guy in town. She's been doing this for a while. She knows that, how things should be run. Been doing what? 
she's been the queen for for many sure. many years at this point. He's a very new prime minister. Sure. You know, no one thought he was even going to win. So he's still no matter. Yes, the people voted for him, but he still has to respect her and for give, what? Her, give her. See, a, here's my in, problem in the with show. In the in the in just the, because in, the system the exists show. doesn't mean you have to fall into the system. But in, for the purposes of the show, their relationship, he's going to have to learn to respect her. I don't know. I think I think I we'll think he is that. respecting her. He's being matter of fact, mm-hmm. and he has no disdain towards her. He's just speaking the way he speaks. See, I think because do you do you identify with Mr. Wilson? I I enjoy people who say what say what they mean and mean what they say. Yeah, and that I will always appreciate and respect. So. But- and that's fine. You can say what you mean, but you also have to respect that I have had more experience than you in this role. That's what I'm saying. You experience gotta, doing at, what? Experience at in in this world. He in this political world, in this political arena, at this level. She he he's she she's going to have to just like how Winston helped her understand what her role was supposed to mean. I think she's going to be helping. Mr. Uh, Prime Minister Wilson, understand. I think that Prime Minister Wilson is going to help the Queen adjust to this new world in which we are more democratic and more. The government should be afraid of its people, and the people should not be afraid of its government. I think they'll work together at this stage. We'll see. We'll we'll see. We'll We'll see. see. (laughs) We'll see. History has shown. So this this season we'll be seeing a 13 year time span we start at 1964 and we'll end up ending in 1977 so the world itself has changed so much um and and that's exciting about this episode what do you think can you let us know um we've had over the past two seasons so much comment so much input from our our fans and and the and the people that love this show Tehran, can you let us know why everyone should like continue to tune in and well simply because uh honestly we love this show and we love you and you guys are is if not as much more so a part of this panel than all of us here on the show thank you so much for your comments below we appreciate you and we learn we love we share that's why we appreciate your subscribes your shares your likes spread the word share the love and if you're listening to us on itunes give us that five stars we so greatly deserve thank you so much for letting us be the espn of tv talk thank you so much so we're gonna go into some new and gossip now. Is, is that the news and gossip voice? That's my news and gossip voice. So, so much has happened since we last saw you guys um, on the Crown After Show. One of the biggest things is the marriage of Prince Harry to Meghan Markle. And we have um, a photo of me because I went to London. <laughs> I thought that was Meghan Markle. I look just like her, I know. But that's a photo of me holding up the flag from when they got married last May. I ended up booking a trip to London and I got a chance to watch as the procession drove by and that's me in the crowd holding up um, the the flag that I purchased for about $5. And since last May, they have now had a little baby, baby Archie who is f- uh, pictured here with a glowing Megan and Prince Harry. And it's just amazing how much time has passed um, and how much has happened. Know. Does baby Archie know he's part black? I don't know. <laughs> someone should tell him. Someone think, should tell his skin. I think people, people will remind him at any at yeah, any Someone cost. should tell his skin. That's all I'm saying. Someone should tell, someone should tell baby Archie skin. Maybe his name. We're going to see it develop. But um, So that's our news and gossip for this episode. Also, let us know what you want to see on The Crown After Show. What other information, you know, that you'd like us to give you each week. So we're excited about that. Let's go into some predictions. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Taran, what do you think is going to happen 
either in our next episode or in the season, season three. Well, considering that historically we already know what kind of happens, I'm assuming that we see a number of foreign policy scandals that happen throughout this historic time. We see an adjustment from the queen where she becomes the queen. As we've seen her grow into the queen of the people, she becomes more of the people and much more of a symbol. And we also see the rest of the family as they grow. We we will see the breakup of Margaret and Tony. We'll see... We'll see what uh, scandals may lie ahead when it comes to the marriages of certain key members of the family. And uh, I, I think that this is going to be a decade that's going to be very interesting because it is the one that shaped the the monarchy as we know it. Yeah, I think, yes, I th- that's my issue with when we wa- have historical dramas like this. I, I often, I'm watching the show and the characters, how they were written, and then we also have what we know happened in real life. So I think we're watching a family, you know, but unlike, this is not the Huxtables, this is not, you know, fa- the family uh, on Family Ties or any other sitcom or scripted show. This is a, a family that we're, we know uh in real life. And so we're going to see the inner workings of that family. And the beauty of the show is that we get to be inside the palace with everyone and, and see how they interact with each other. So I think we're going to see Princess Margaret, her continued demise um, because of her husband not giving her the attention and the love that she thought he would. I think the dynamic between um, Queen Elizabeth and Philip, we're going to continue to see more of that and how he either continues to adjust to his role and, and continue to support her. And then we're also, again, going to see more of Prince Charles and see his relationships and um, eventually, maybe not this season, but we're going to see his relationship with Diana and, and how that, you know, affects the world as a whole. So I'm super excited and we're super excited to have you guys tune in for this season three of The Crown. Tehran, where can they find you? Well, find me at I am Tehran all across the board and, of course, uh, hosting and paneling on a slew of other After Buzz after shows because all of your favorite TV shows are my favorite TV shows too. Love that. And you can find me at Say Hi Sahai on Instagram and sometimes on Twitter. Until then, we will catch you next time on the Crown After Show where we'll watch episode two. Looking forward to your comments and hit us on YouTube. Thank you so much. Cheers. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.